Hey, Survivor. Welcome to episode two of the Vibrant Survivor podcast. Today, we're going to talk about six healthy distractions after narcissistic abuse. I can't wait to focus on this topic with you. Let's dive in. Hey, Survivor. Welcome to the Vibrant Survivor podcast. I'm Leslie Kane, wife and mom, master certified health coach, certified trauma support specialist, and narcissistic abuse survivor. And I know you've been wondering who and what you're dealing with. And you're done with distracting people, wasting your time and other resources. You secretly desire a drama-free exit from these toxic relationships. You've had it with the hoovering. You're sick of feeling stressed and exhausted, wishing they would just leave you alone. You want to heal after narcissistic abuse using holistic health, trauma support, and boundaries. If you're ready to disconnect from dysfunction and prioritize your health and well-being, take a deep breath in, let it out slowly, and just relax, this time's for you. Narcissistically abusive relationships can be draining emotionally, physically, financially, and very distracting. You might even consider it to be a complete waste of your time, attention, money, and other resources. That being said, it can be really challenging to just sit with that to in the aftermath of the narcissistically abusive relationship. And it can be tempting to beat yourself up for falling for a Hoover or just even entering the relationship in the first place. And it can be tempting to eat your feelings, to just drown your sorrows in alcohol or to sit around and just in a vegetative state in front of the TV and not do anything at all. And it's a new year survivor, 2023, and there's so much possibility for you. It can be so tempting to just distract yourself just to be distracting yourself as opposed to being intentional with it. So that being said, here are six healthy distractions after narcissistic abuse. One is making health your hobby. The narcissist may try to distract you with all kinds of manipulative tactics and trying to trigger you emotionally, but if you make health your hobby, you have more than enough to focus on. This could include setting goals. Maybe you want to work out more. Maybe you want to eat healthier. Maybe you want to drink more water. Maybe you want to make sure that you go to the bathroom more regularly. Also, you could do habit tracking, coming up with some kind of a system to keep track of how you're doing in terms of working towards your goals. Maybe there's an app that you want to download on your phone, or maybe there is a system in your planner for 2023 where you can fill in some spaces or fill in some blanks to track your habits as you get further into 2023. Also, you can set your health care appointments for 2023. I did that towards the end of 2022, and it's so great to just get it done. I sat down, I called all of our healthcare providers for myself and for my kids, because for some of those appointments, I go with them, and it's easier for the three of us to just knock it out together. And 
my husband has kind of a different schedule, so he'll make his own appointments, but I try to go with the kids as much as possible. So dental appointments, doctor's appointments, all of those types of things, eye appointments, they're already booked. So literally all we have to do is just show up and it's so freeing. And I was kind of scribbling them at the end of my 2022 planner. So one of the things that I need to do is transfer that over into my 2023 planner. And I look forward to that. So set those appointments, get them on the books as another way to take care of your health and well-being, but also just administratively, it gives you something productive to do that's going to propel you towards a healthier, happier you in 2023. Number two, learn something new. This could include meditation. Maybe you want to learn TM or Transcendental Meditation, or you want to go to on a meditation retreat and be with a group in that type of setting and learn how to sit still, how to go inward and breathe deeply and really focus. And you may want to learn a new exercise or sport that may help you to achieve some of those health goals. And you may want to learn how to do healthy cooking, learn some new recipes that could be beneficial. And you may want to take a class, workshop, or maybe read or listen to that end to learn how to do these things. Number three, move more. This could include walking. I love my power walks and I look forward to them as a great way to clear my mind, get some time outside, breathe some fresh air, look at beautiful scenery, and just go to a different space, especially if I'm feeling overwhelmed or if I just need kind of a boost energetically, so helpful. Also, you may want to try something a little different like trauma yoga, and you may need to do a little research to see what's available in your area, but I enjoyed going to trauma yoga classes after narcissistic abuse, and it was so great to be able to go to a safe space and to hear a calming voice, to be in a space with an instructor who is trained to look out for signs of, of triggers or signs of trauma and just who can help to create a calm environment where it's okay to let your guard down and work towards your healing while you're breathing deeply or getting into poses or doing stretching and really opening up your body more. You may want to take a dance class. Maybe you love hip hop or maybe you love ballet or you've been dying to tap. Those are possibilities too that can be fun, that can really give you a great energetically encouraging outlet where you know you may be able to even meet some new people who share your love for dance. And that can be fun too. You can listen to some encouraging music that you like and be able to move your body in a way that maybe will help you to release some of the tension that you're holding on to after narcissistic abuse. Number four, spend time in nature. You might want to go on a hike and enjoy some beautiful scenery, look at some wildlife, appreciate nature, and enjoy some great weather. And you may also want to 
take your furry friend for a walk. I love going on walks with my dog and he enjoys that too. Whenever he sees me putting my uh, walking shoes on or getting my gear on, he gets excited and is kind of like me too. <laughs> I want to go mommy. So I enjoy taking him for walks. It can be a great time for him to get some social time with other dogs in passing and also for us to just kind of bond together and uh, <laughs> it just doesn't get any cozier than picking up his poop. <laughs> anyway, but walking the dog can be a great way, a great excuse to get out of the house, but also a great way to get the blood flowing and get some exercise without it feeling laborious. Also, gardening is a great way to spend time outside, and I love gardening. And right now, the garden is bursting with all kinds of leafy greens and herbs and things like that that uh, I'm able to go out and grab and incorporate into recipes. And it's so great to do that. And there's something that's really empowering with nurturing life like that and being able to literally eat the fruits of your labor. So I enjoy the gardening and it's very relaxing even to pull weeds and do some pruning and go out and, and pick food and it's just a really relaxing time or to go grab flowers. And it can also be an opportunity for me to grab some flowers, grab some herbs to use as garnish on a table or on a plate or even to pamper myself, say, in the bath. So there's so many benefits to doing that. And then also obviously being outside in nature and putting things into perspective. Number five, serving or volunteering and even donating can be a great healthy distraction where you can bless someone else with your time or with your things. We've just come through the holiday season where you might have gotten gifts. You might have treated yourself to something new. And in the process, you may be trying to create space in your closets or in your drawers for your new things. And there may be some things that maybe you've, you're, you're done with and that's okay. And maybe they still have a little life in them that could help someone else or could be of use to someone else. So maybe you can gather those things together and encourage your family members to do the same and then take them and drop them off at a shelter or at some other donation point. And you can literally bless someone else. And maybe they were looking for something just like something that you have that maybe is not serving you anymore. And that's okay. But it's great to be able to just purge things that are not serving you. It's almost like a weight lifted off of you. At least that's how I feel. And then be able to in turn bless someone else by giving them the opportunity to have that item either at no or low cost. And number six, travel. I love traveling. I have a bad case of wanderlust. <laughs> and in fact, this holiday season, I got caught up in some of the flight baggage drama that took place uh, with cancellations and delays in trying to get together with my bestie for a luxurious girls getaway that we do every year. And we had a wonderful time. 
uh, in Vegas where we treated ourselves to delicious uh, five-course meals at these fantastic restaurants, which I think everyone should have that experience at least once in their life. And we were able to go to a show and go shopping and go to a spa and get massages and foot treatments and just marinate and really just decompress from the year and reconnect with one another. It was so fun. And, you know, we got to enjoy some really fun foods, but overall, we still both stayed kind of within the boundaries of our specific meal protocols that we're following currently. And, you know, it was good, nothing outrageous, but, you know, I still ate a lot of vegetables, but I also enjoyed some desserts and I had a little bit of wine, which I don't normally do. And it was really fun and just such a great time. And it can be a great way to close out a year or to reconnect with someone and or just even do a solo retreat if that's what you prefer. And I've done that too. And that can be a great time to go inward to really set goals and to really reflect on the year, to set your intentions for a new year. So I cannot recommend that enough. But it's so awesome to get a change of scenery, to have new experiences, however you choose to do it. Remember, what you focus on grows. So feed your focus and starve the narcissist. If this podcast has helped you understand who and what you're dealing with, sharpen your discernment, and move forward on your healing journey, share it with another survivor. Help me help others by leaving a review for the show. And let's connect on social. Take a screenshot, share it in your IG stories, find and tag me at The Vibrant Survivor, and I'll share your post too. I look forward to connecting with you on IG and seeing you back here. You're not alone and you're not crazy. Know who you're dealing with, know who you are. Take care and I'll meet you back here next week. Bye-bye.